0: Welcome back to the Troubleshooting Like Podcast. I'm your host, Craig Poston, with my co-host, Jay Peters, where we talk about various topics, sharing our experiences on life and finance. What's up, man? What's going on? Not much. Yeah, yeah, we're back. Yeah, (laughs) exactly. Uh, We took our little break. As always, summertime. Summertime, man. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Probably, as we say every time, we should probably set something up. So we can have this continuation during our break. Yeah. No, I think we ran through
1: some of our our backlog items that we were doing. So yeah. order, it's either I wake up at like three in the morning and we do this, or I don't wake up at three in the morning and we don't do this.
0: <laughs> yeah. No, no. No. Yeah. Especially. Yeah. Yeah. Hawaii. What's the time zone from that to here? It's uh, five hours right now. Yeah. So, so they, like they don't do uh, uh daylight saving.
1: So right now it's five hours. Okay, that's five hours uh, back. Yeah, they're they're behind us. So right now, since it's about noon our time, it's about seven a.m.
0: there. Yeah. So yeah, no, that'll be kind of rough. Like we would always have to schedule something midday. Yeah. If that if we were to do that, I guess we could have. Yeah. But should have, could have, would have. No.
1: But and they they did have like a business center area, which actually wasn't too bad, like a small little area. But uh, I don't know. But it was like a glass area, so like, and it was like a high foot traffic area for. It yeah yeah so i I don't know how comfortable or uh quiet or private
0: it would have been yeah No, that the yeah, that is the the other thing is actually having a, a close off room so people not just walking in and out or or yelling as they walk past yeah yeah but granted like I said it would have been if I
1: did it like three in the morning no one's really up except for people that are working yeah
0: yeah but yeah I mean you Being in Hawaii, I know that was a good, good trip. I know it was work, but, uh, it was, you know, relaxing after work. Yeah,
1: it definitely was. I mean, so I guess like one of the, the negatives of me is like, I'm a big workaholic. So I love, I love working. I love helping out people, but did in Hawaii, and I I don't know if I've talked about it the previous times I've been there, but did the, the, I don't want to say, maybe it's not the work ethic and maybe it's just like the, the culture of the area and maybe it's, you know, military active duty side too. So it could be a combination of things, but dude, no one wants to do work. And like, and I mean like it, it's so bad to where like, it's like they get upset with you when you're doing work. And I don't know, maybe cause you're making them look bad or something like that, but dude, no one wants to do anything while they're there. It's, it's crazy. I mean, I mean think about it. It's Hawaii. Dude, it like, is. But like, I'm just like saying like, it's great. Like, yeah, no, don't get me wrong. Like Hawaii is awesome. Uh, and if you're working there and stuff, but like, if you weren't there temporarily for like, you know, the past three weeks, like how I was, then, you know, it's awesome. Like, you know, you can, you know, do very little work, go do out uh, whatever you want. And because you know, you're going to go back home. But if you're yeah. there for like, you know, minimum is like three years. Right. And in those three years, if you haven't accomplished anything because you didn't do any work, like what was the point? Like, I guess an active duty, when you're up to a certain rank, it doesn't really make, or it doesn't really mean much. Right. So like, if you're like an E8 active duty, you show up for a few hours a day and then you leave and then you're, you know, doing whatever you want with the family or whatever it is. And yeah, I guess that's a cool time, but bro, like for the younger guys, like they're going to be there and you know, their, their command is going to be so poor work ethic that they're not going to get anything done. They're not going to get any support
0: for the stuff they need to get done. It, it, to me, it becomes ridiculous. Yeah. Well, I, if that's the culture and I got, Oh, I, I get what you're saying now because you're talking about someone that's uh if they're newer, to the to the military right and, no, and then they're newer, but even younger
1: or uh what's called in a junior unless like say e5 or e6 yeah. below yeah right? what is the and maybe newer like if that's your first command i feel bad for you yeah because yeah. you're not because not every place is going to be like that so you go to a place that's very lackadaisical and then say your next command is very strict like you go if you go from hawaii to fort bragg you're screwed like that's that's night and day <laughs> but it's literally night and day Difference where one is very high, uh, what's it called? Yeah, like very shiny,
0: uh, yeah, yeah, one high paced, yeah. yeah, high, Cause pace, like, uh, yeah, and what, yeah, an incredibly slow paced. I mean, slow, yeah, like, well, and see, and I think it might be the units because, like, I remember a guy I was deployed with, uh, he was stationed in Hawaii, and I asked him, I said, like, hey, how was Hawaii? He was like, uh, well, my wife and kid, they yeah. enjoyed Hawaii, he was deployed majority of the time, he was there, yeah. so like, yeah, it. So it, I guess it depends on the unit and I guess what's going on at the time. Oh. So if it's more peacetime, I guess that would be, that would probably make a lot of sense it, it, that it, everything calms down a little bit. Yeah. But yeah, cause I know, yeah, it was going to Germany after Fort Bragg. I was still on that, you know, that, yeah, 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 yeah. yeah my pace was still high. Like yeah, yeah, it was yeah. still going. And yeah, so you could uh, be I, a I, rock I, star, but the second year. Yeah. That's what I noticed. I was like, to me, I felt like an 8, not a 10, yeah. but I, at there I was like a 10 because I was you're like, a <laughs> like <a> ten, really. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> because like the, yeah, when you're there, you kind of want to chill, but yeah. then I saw that they had more opportunity there and somebody else told me that too. They were like, yeah, you don't get this at other units. So you have where they had work for you to do, they had things to do and things that came up, but that also gave you opportunity to go to classes. Because they had breaks, pauses Mm -hmm. between work and you can like, oh, well, there's no TV wise or anything right now. And that's probably the best time to go. Let me go ahead and get uh, let me let me put in for these classes so I can get these classes knocked out. So it's like my in between. And then it, it was even more awesome because you're allowed to wear civilian clothes. So it's almost like you're not even part of the military while you're part of this class. And that's how they set it up. They set it up so the units won't keep pulling their people back from classes. So they make it where nope, you belong to this class. Your 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 place of duty is the class. Their uniform is civilians and that's what you wear. So like yeah. So that's what I took advantage of while I was there. Since I saw that, uh and again, when people are kind of lack lax days ago, right? Yeah. They don't see these opportunities. And then they're they're just like, uh ah, I got my I got my security plus. We're good, yeah. you know. They just, they just, you know, they check the block and they call it good, you yeah. know. And they just show up to work every day. And I was like, no, let me go to this class. Let me go to this class. Even if I don't get the cert, I have new knowledge yeah. about IT that I that's hard to get everywhere else. In yeah. in the military, I would say, you know. No, I mean, I think that's like a. Good, so I mean, don't let me
1: like knock on Hawaii. Like, dude, Hawaii is absolutely beautiful. Like, I love the. But for for me, like, I love the food. I love the the people. It's just like the. For me, I guess the environment and mindset. I can yeah. see why people are not productive and why people aren't doing a lot more with their lives there, other than you know going out to the beach and just going to work or chilling at work, whatever it is. Right, like yeah. it, it makes sense. Like if you, if any for anyone that's been there and like, done work there yeah. and tried to be like a vacation there, like it's great to vacation because there's there's tons of stuff to do outside. Yeah. But uh, it is very like even. Something as simple as like driving or uh, like speed limits, right? Those speed limits are a lot lower. Yeah, people aren't trying to really go places unless it's work. So it's like the entire mentality and culture there is slower paced or lower. Yeah. So like you, you know, people are like a lot more relaxed there, and so all that thing, all those things make sense. It's just that yeah, it's not how I operate, and I I think if I were to continue to grow up there uh, when I was younger. I probably would be that way because, you know, you are kind of like around the environment or the environment kind of helps bring you up. That I would probably be more lackadaisical, but I don't think I would. I don't prefer that.
0: Well, no, I mean, if that's not your personality and and if you you groom yourself to be more of a high pace, you know, productive person. I don't. Yeah, I I think what you're doing is you're creating a good work ethic and that's your standard. Uh, You don't have to change your standard, you know. You might, the intensity, you might adjust it to yeah. the environment, but like, don't change your standard. Your standard is for this and that'll make you where you're in any environment and you still survive versus like, you know, it's up and down, depends on where you go. Yeah. So, I mean, I, I think it's it's really the work ethic. Yeah, that That's all it is. You just have a different one than, because if people have that, that, that kind of like not so great work ethic, they kind of carry it everywhere they go. They're, they're not going to adjust you know, to whatever their environment. Yeah. So, like, one thing I've learned how to do is be adaptable, right? Uh, And that's, especially with with Army units, you have to learn how to adjust because one unit will be intense, then you go to another unit, they drive you crazy, then another unit, it's slow paced. And it's like, it's just, like, it. you have to learn how to adjust to whatever they are and not to let them drive you crazy because it will, it would happen. Mm. Uh, I And maybe that's the other thing is,
1: like, I've never been active duty. So, yeah. I've never had to have that adjustment. Like, I've been stuck with those, you know, one unit or a specific unit or a specific area where yeah. it's always been a, a certain pace. And I guess, you know, for me, it was because it was only three weeks, like, I didn't get used to how they were. So, I, my intensity may not have adjusted as quickly. Yeah. I mean, that is because it is what it is. But, uh, yeah. but uh, other than that, like, Hawaii, you know, it's absolutely beautiful. Love Hawaii. Um, uh, we, took our engagement photos out there so if you haven't seen them yet just take a look at them like it was uh so there's like when you go there's like an area of of Hawaii called the North Shore area and they have a a beach called Sunset Beach which of course as it says you can see beautiful sunsets from there but there's a beach that's also kind of like along the same shoreline it's a little bit south of it it's called Keiki Beach and even that one that one is even more beautiful for like uh, sunsets in, in my opinion okay and it uh, has, like, a really nice beach, too. So, that's where we did our engagement photos. Uh, okay. But yeah, and then we also... For me, I, man, like, I could have hiked, but that's not my point of going to Hawaii. My point is beaches. So, like, I yeah. used to go to, like, different beaches all the time. And there's tons of them, man. The, the island's not really big. Like, I want to say it's about the probably the same size as San Antonio or maybe... Okay. So, like, to get from one end of the island to the other end of the island is, like, 45 minutes. So, okay. it's, it's probably bigger. It, it, it might be, like, the same size as, like, Bear County. But no, yeah, it's... It's always a good time. Always a good time. Yeah. Well,
0: not much was going on back here. You know, you, you yeah, had all the, the fun. You, oh, yeah. Uh, yeah. Yes. Yeah. Well, that, the heat, it was, it's ridiculous. I think it's, we're getting, we're starting to get a break. It's still yeah. hot, but it's coming down. There's no longer hundred degree weather. It's yeah. like, now it's like 99 degree, you know. <laughs> just, dude, but that's so
1: true. It is out of 100 It is at 99.
0: Yeah. So like it, it's coming down. So that means that fall is coming. So uh, yeah, because I actually went outside to water the grass because I was like, uh, "What's the point in water this grass?" Because uh, if it's hitting over a hundred throughout the day, like it literally is drying up, drying up yeah. all that water you just put out. Especially here in San Antonio, with the type of uh, soil
1: we have. So what I would recommend is getting like a what's known as a drip system. Man, today's the only yeah. day that's not a hundred. Everything else is hundred plus. <laughs> so it's going back up. Okay, oh, man, yeah, because it goes up to hundred three. <laughs> next sunday so that's fun
0: yeah because I, I was noticing I, I looked at like the forecast and i was like oh everything's coming down so that means fall's coming and i was like now here we go yeah like i
1: guess a dead cow bounces toys or something yeah
0: yeah i don't know <laughs> yeah but yeah so yeah here yeah that was it it was the heat i mean you know work work as always and then you know just you know taking care of family stuff and uh trying to upgrade this house that we live in so we can eventually r- rent it out um, i think if I upgrade too much, my wife is not going to want to move. So I need to, uh, I, uh, I need to pick what I'm going to upgrade next yeah. to make sure. It, I, is that the so, goals already? Right, make sure she doesn't want to move. Or? The, yeah, because no, I the, no, I, I want to move to a different place, but it's just uh, I wanted to make sure we did some upgrades here you before know. before we left. And uh, she was saying that if we, why are we doing all this stuff? If we're going to leave, you know, she kind of then she will want to stay because she says she wants to enjoy whatever it is that we we that, purchased yeah yeah, yeah 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 so i mean some of it yeah so you know I, I know i need to do gutters i don't understand why this house didn't come with gutters but uh yeah. yeah but see if you go to some builders they include the gutters yeah you they'll, know they'll include partial they'll include like
1: the uh, front and uh parts of the front and front parts of the back but they're they will yeah the whole perimeter which is yeah type of
0: i mean i would i would take that because the water i mean it comes down hard in the yeah. front you know so but so that's something. I mean, which is needed because it, it can help with the foundation. Yeah. And, um. I was going to extend the patio. Uh, I was trying to decide if I was going to do more than just extend, uh, and now I'm going to tile it because I mean, I, we we like a little bit of outdoor life, so we can yeah. sit out there and grill and there Something up there. Looking out. There. Yeah, that's what I was trying to decide if I wanted to go that far or if I just wanted to do it with because we it is a covered patio. Yeah. So if we just tile it and just make it look really nice and keep the seats under the covered patio portion and then further out just have the grill and stuff like that. So, I don't know. Things to think about, uh, you know, uh, and we already did the floor. uh, We we talked about that before and the stairs. And the other thing we were gonna do is we always wanted to change the door out. Mm -hmm. And so we were looking at changing the door out. Uh, The front door, cause it's uh, and I didn't even know this much goes into looking for doors. So like, you need to know if you need, want a wood door or oh, what do you call it? A fiberglass door. Yeah. Yeah. Cause like the, I guess the one, they, they'll give you a lifetime warranty. One, the the one place we went to, they give you a lifetime warranty for the fiberglass, but won't for the wood, even though the wood looks better than the fiberglass. Yeah. So like, I was like, I mean. <laughs> the, the wood, like you're going to have problems with
1: it because the, the temperature changes here because of yeah expand like, and uh, can't remember. Yeah.
0: Yeah, another thing, because I was asking questions, I found out if you're facing the west side uh, or the west. west, Yeah, if you're facing the west, that could be one of your issues because as the sun moves over. Yeah, it comes up on the east, but it it makes its way to the west and it stays there for a minute before it goes down. Yeah, So, like, I guess you get more heat or more sun Mm -hmm. on the west. And uh, actually right now our door is facing like the the west-southwest type Mm -hmm. of area. And it shows because of paint. It needs to be repainted. And because I was noticing, I was like, my other neighbors are not having this issue where their paint is already, yeah. you know, fading away. Fading, yeah. You know. And it's because of how we're faced. Yeah. 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 So, you know, you know, stuff you learn as you, as you, you know, you live in a home. Yeah. Yeah.
1: yeah. yeah and I'm sure people would learn it too, as, uh, let's call it, especially as things kind of get, uh, or as you move, like if you're in a different area or different, like, so for example, like San Antonio is really hot. And can be kind of humid, so that definitely affects wood a lot more than you know. Or if you're in a very cold area, it also affects yeah. It. So it could be more affected to
0: have like a fiberglass door or something like that. Yeah, and they did have some that look good. I'm, I just, I don't know. The wood looked better to me. Yeah. Like, it, no, I definitely yeah. agree. Wood looks better. Um,
1: uh, I was surprised they didn't show you like metal doors or something like that because uh, those also look really good. Kind of like how Jake's is, but. Uh, I don't but yeah, you know, you're definitely paying, bro.
0: Yeah, I mean, I don't know. We were, we were deciding between those two: that's the wood and the fiberglass. We didn't ask for any of the other stuff. It's just, you know, you know what what they have and uh, what they had in wood and what they had in fiberglass, and we liked how the wood just looked like with it. If say we get the ones with the glass in it, right? Yeah, it just looks like it goes with it. If you do one with fiberglass. They like even the guy pointed it out. It's like a frame, mm. a frame where the glass, it, it sits in there, yeah. you know, but the other issue was like, he, it's like, if, if it ever breaks in the wood, then you got to replace the whole door, Yeah. <laughs> then I, then I asked the question, I was like, how many doors, how many people came back to buy a new door? And he was, he, he didn't have an answer for that one. <laughs> so, I was like, so I was like, all right, so we're going to continue. So I don't know. We really, with the, with the wood, I think you still can keep it on, uh, if you have a lot of heat, it's just, you need to. Maintain it. Yeah. You that was, yeah, that to, was the sure to like repaint and reseal every, yeah,
1: often. Cause, like I said, it'll expand and stuff. Yeah. So,
0: but, you know, that's what I, you know, I'm up to and still got my, you know, rental property. And, uh, I had to, as they say, they t- they say it's passive, right? It really isn't passive. Okay. So, uh, uh, I have a property manager, but I didn't like what my property manager, how all right. So, what happened was he put, an item on the statement saying, hey, we had to do maintenance for this. But he didn't talk to me when he did it. Yeah. It just showed up on the monthly statement. right? And then and then I asked about it and he was like, oh, well, you know, because in the contract, say if it's emergencies, they just take care of it. But I was like, well, then why did you just report it after the fact? Right? You know, they, hey, he he's done it for other things. Right. But like he did. Yeah. So I was just thinking that, OK, yeah. And maybe because we didn't have tenants in it, it was an emergency. He just wanted to report it. That's to see if I want to get it done. Uh, but this here, where I, I learned something new, pipes can have roots in them. Yes. Yeah. So, <laughs> so uh, in in this particular situation, they said that they pulled roots out of there. I'm not sure if that is a true statement at all. Also, they put on there that they jet the system. I found out that was a lie. Yeah. Because as you, when you get a, a person who's going to jet the system, they bring out a whole machine to do it. Right. So you you know it's there. Like, yeah. yeah. So right. like it, and that, was the, that was the thing. I had somebody I know go by and ask the ten- tenants about it. And, and he was like, I don't know. I don't think he told me, he's like, I don't think it was jetted. It, Cause it, it would, they have to bring it out, you know, yeah. with some type of uh, trailer or whatever it is, yeah. unless it's on its own thing. Yeah. So, <laughs> so yeah. So stuff I'm learning and you, you know, you can't trust everyone's word when it comes to that. So that was the thing he was telling me there it was emergency, had to get it done and they did roots and it's all this other stuff. And I'm like, Okay, cool. You know, but you need—I need to know. So, what happened? they yeah. ever send you the individual invoice of uh, what the no, like,
1: the other contractors would do? Uh,
0: no, because it didn't happen, man. That's oh,
1: why, that's, right. why, that's why. That's all I know. It didn't happen. Right, right. <laughs> well, then it seemed like a, I'll be like, "Where's that part?" Because like, yeah, you
0: yeah. Could, you could bill me for whatever you want, but I want to see yeah. the original invoice. Yes, I I asked for it. I asked, "Hey, you have any documentation on that jetting uh, that you had done, right?" Crickets. I didn't get anything. All I got was another work. He so he uh, so what happened? We actually made a made a deal. So I didn't get rid of him. I made a deal. It was like uh, the work orders come to me. Like he tell me like they they go to him first, but then he'll message me, hey work work orders such and such that came in at this time, and you, you, do you want us to take care of it or do you have somebody? And lately I will just say I have somebody. Yeah. And it, but it was perfect because the, one it was hot and ACs are having trouble keeping up with the yeah. heat. So my only issues were the 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 what do you call them the AC. So it was it was AC issues, and I actually had somebody that was licensed to take care of that one. So that that was that that was pretty cool to kind of see the process too. So I know that it's not uh, pa- uh passive. That that for sure I know is not passive. You like I, I got to get in here and I gotta I gotta help out uh with figuring out what's gonna happen, and so. It, it, I mean, it, it keeps me up to date on the real maintenance. So talking to my my friend who is taking care of the AC stuff for me, and he asked me, "Hey, do you want to replace this unit?" He's like, "I don't think this unit's big enough for this house." You know, I'm like, yeah. "I was like, uh, one that was already old anyway." And so we're we're gonna work that out, try to figure out when can we replace that. I'm thinking wintertime. If if not winter, it'll be when it breaks. You know, yeah, <laughs> like when, when it breaks for good. Uh, but, uh, he, he knows someone where he can find units and yeah. we're going to see if we can, uh, work that out. Yeah. I would have them send you the, uh, what's it called? The mm-hmm. part or the product number or
1: the model number. Yeah. Uh, and see if you can find one that's comparable. Cause dude, honestly, uh, I, not you know, Mississippi is different than, than Texas. Texas yeah. But yeah. Yeah. We also yeah. have very similar problems here in Texas. Uh, it's just, I don't believe it's as wet as it is there. Yeah. 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 So like, you know, we, I have, that's what I was doing this morning was going over to another property, go check out the AC and stuff. And I've had like a few people check out the, that property for like, you know, what, what's the problem. And some of them have done like a few fixes, but it doesn't seem to have like moved the needle much or or done as much stuff as I wanted to. Uh, I had another guy come out this morning. I met him up and he was kind of educating me and talking me through it. And he was like, yeah, so the, whatever they did probably did, you know, very minor changes to, yep. it, but it, it wouldn't have, uh, completely fixed it. like it might, uh, what their, their recommendation of the tire condenser, which for, for us is the entire outdoor unit that might be right. in the, cause the rating is good. Like the, it's a good size for it. Mm-hmm. You know, there shouldn't be anything really bad with it, but it is 17 years old. So it's, you know, at that kind of point where it's, it's a little too old. But, yeah, so I'm probably going to end up having to do that. But, yeah, no, it's just a – it is what it is, like with AC and stuff. Because – and, like, I've, I've always done, like, my due diligence to look into stuff. Like, you know, I don't I don't like when people just tell me words that I don't understand. So, I'm yeah, like, okay, I'll – let me ingest that for a while and try to understand what you're saying to me. Because, yep, if you're not going to explain it to me that for whatever reason now I have doubt of, like, what you're doing. Right, and you'll see that in IT and in you know people's professional jobs where people start rambling off like different uh, acronyms, like yeah. they start saying acronyms and like, uh, and it, some people may do it to confuse others. Some people may just say them because they expect the other person to know whatever it is, right? But for me, I'm going to ask the question and I'm a, I'm going to play dumb because I am dumb, and I'm going to ask you know, what is that or what does that mean or what does that do? Yeah, because right now to me, you're just saying words that mean nothing to me, and they probably could mean nothing. But it so if you could explain it. So the guy that came out today was, was great. He, you know, explained things to me in a very simple manner, you know, it. it but it still came to the same conclusion. It's just that yeah. when, when the other company made it, the same recommendation, uh I didn't, they, they didn't explain anything to me. And honestly, I, like, typically I'll look at their notes and I'll try to look at what it was, but they didn't have that either. So I was like, okay, well, you're, you're making me feel like you're just trying to come off or
0: get over on me. So, yeah, yeah. Yeah, and besides that, uh, with that issue, and that's teaching me a lot, I went and picked up a CPA, so oh, yeah, yeah. trying to, yeah, I mean, we talked about it before where, you know, I was trying to decide, because one, doing tax stuff for real estate is totally different uh, for me, so I didn't even want to attempt it, yeah. uh, one, when you can pay somebody who already has the knowledge and knows where to go get all this information, if, even if they didn't know, all right, versus uh, me who would have to uh, trust whatever software I'm using, or uh, have to go and do the research. So, yeah. and I just yeah. So that was something uh, I was doing. I guess I'm growing up. You know, yeah. yeah really. <laughs> no more doing my own taxes. <laughs> yeah. I've been like a, I think
1: tax, and, and I actually haven't used it. And. In- I'm not, we're not sponsored by them, so if anyone's listening yeah. and starts using tax, because it's not my fault. Uh, but <laughs> I think they kind of, because I've, I've at least like messed with all of their UI or their user interface, and they've had like we're like, hey, do you have any rental properties? You know, do you have this? this yeah. and this? And, and I'm sure that works. And maybe I'm just an old head about that. Yeah, uh, about using a CPA. You know, dude, I, I've definitely had a CPA. I had it before I started doing properties because I knew at some point I wanted properties. Yeah, and I knew that if I was going to do properties, I would want someone. I would want to vet them out beforehand before I have them start doing more money and more money and more money. So yeah. I had them do just like my basic tax returns, but like my family, we've always had CPAs. We've never had, or like a CPA company, not CPAs just for us, yeah. but like uh, do our taxes. We've never done the tax or, and we've never done them ourselves either. But yeah. And it's always worked out fairly well. Um, and even like my parents, uh back in the day, they had gotten audited for some reason. Um, yeah, but it was like, you know, just a random audit and they were lucky. They had like that CPA for X amount of time because they had like all the records they needed and just said, yeah. Over.
0: Well, I mean, it's the same for the online software that you use. They'll keep it all that stuff on hand for you. Hmm. But what I always did every, every time I finished, I would print off a copy. I I'd, I'd put it in a, a Manila envelope, uh, write whatever year it is. And then I put it in a safe. Yeah. So I always have it on hand. Especially when you're you're getting loans for properties, so I'm I'm never searching for anything because I already know where it is, and then all I do is either if it's not in digital form already on my computer, then I have physical copies that I can just scan and send it a, as needed. So, but I so what how it always started with me and how I end up doing taxes myself. It was because when I was younger, obviously when you first start out, you don't make a lot of money. So it, someone's asking you to pay the, pay them to do your taxes, even though uh, you're not even making a lot of money. I got like a s- simple, like 1040, right? 10, was it 1040 easy or something like that? Yeah. yeah. It's just a simple one, right? And so I'm like, okay, you're, and, and at the time I'm all about saving money. So I, what I did is I learned how to do it physically, like actually write down, go through the book and yeah. Yeah, so do all the numbers myself. And and then e-file it myself yeah and uh that's that's how I started out but then when I realized that there was software that was pretty accurate like it was uh, yeah it's spot on and it it I started using that because it was like well hell it's already telling me it's already asking me for this document I got this document let me put this document like it was asking me everything I needed yeah yeah yeah, pretty much and I was like oh this is so much easier so I, I just continue to use that and then it also helped Uh, being military then that service was free because it was military yeah so uh, i think it's better
1: that you did it i'm not even gonna say old-fashioned but like in the hard hard format and you did it yourself because a lot of people they just go through it and they don't understand it and they just kind of just start clicking numbers or clicking letters or whatever it is Um, yeah and you know some of them may be even easier than that they could just say hey upload this document and you're good to go um but I think to have that full understanding, because I think a lot of people they'll go through certain things. And that doesn't have to be like with your taxes. It could be like with any application, whatever. Yes. Yeah. No, they'll just kind of click through the buttons and be like, yeah, we're good to go. Right. Um, I think it's better to have that that initial understanding of that fi- foundational understanding of like, oh, well, this is what this document is for. I'll submit this. Well, I had like charitable donations. I'm gonna submit that. I bought a vehicle, I'm gonna submit that, whatever it is. Yeah. Yeah.
0: But yeah, that's yeah. That's, that's kind of like things I've been dealing with, uh, which, like I said, to me, I, I love it only because you learn more. Mm. Uh, you need a challenge every now and again when it comes to the the real estate, learning how to turn things over so you don't, you know, continue. Because, I mean, I never know if I'm going to cost myself money right. in this process. Right. And I plan on adding more properties. And if i have already formed this relationship with the with the CPA and right now, I, love I mean, they seem very nice. And one of the reasons why I went to this person was because when I was looking up business stuff and I talked to her the very first time, and this was like three years ago. She was so nice to me to answer all my questions for free. Yeah, <laughs> you get what I'm saying. So like, I thought that was really cool. And I, when I went back to her, I mean, still wasn't super expensive just to even have the you know have her look over my things the the time I went to go visit. So uh, I, I thought it was great. Uh, so I'm I'm learning how to turn turn over a little bit. So I can learn more. Yeah. No, I definitely agree with that.
1: And uh, so like, you know, every year we in the military, we get like evaluations, right? My feedback that I got from my, from my CEO was that while I'm doing great and stuff is like the biggest thing I, I, I don't do is uh, delegate, right? Delegate yeah. certain responsibilities. And I will say that's like very consistent with the rest of my life. And I'm sure you're the yeah. very same. And it's because yep. and you'll find it with a lot of people. And, uh, if anyone's ever taken the DISC assessment, you know, Craig and I are like high S's, which is a very supportive people. And I talk about it a lot on like almost every episode of the podcast, but, and the reason why is because there's certain things that you need to identify with yourself. So being a high S you want to be very supportive. You want to like, anytime someone says, Hey, I need help. You're on it. Right. It doesn't mean, it doesn't matter if you know it, it doesn't matter if you don't know it. It's just saying that someone else needs help. You're going to do it. Right. You'll learn for, to help them. You'll sacrifice whatever it is to make sure that whatever they need is is completed um now but we never do the same right or it's hard for us to so like we could come to a, a sticking point where like it is something that we don't know it's something that needs to get completed but we just you know we're not going to ask for help right until like it's like the dead end or like there's a huge deadline or something like that right yeah and, it, 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 it's it's good and bad right it, it's if they really look at a spec- at a spectrum there's going to be a point where I should have asked for help at this point, and it would have saved me X amount of time or X amount yeah. of money, whatever it is, right? And I, I'm I'm slowly learning that as well. And I think for me, because I'm also a very uh, process-oriented, so I'm also a high C or a mid C for the disc assessment, is that it's hard for me to let go of something and have someone else do it for me if I don't see the process. Or if I do, yeah. if they're not following my process, and I'm not saying my process is good. If they don't show me a better process, then my process is good, right? Yeah. In my opinion, right? So, uh, from my, from my perspective, so what I started doing and I'm slowly doing right now is like, I'm creating like, either like, like checklists or SOPs or videos or whatever it is yeah. so that I can let go of a lot more responsibilities and I can do more of my own stuff because, like I said, for both you and I, we'll pick up everything. Like, we'll pick up our own stuff. We'll pick up someone else's stuff. And and yeah, we'll see that at work. We'll see that, you know, like I said, even in life, right? You know, you'll do your kid's stuff. You'll do your, your wife's stuff, whatever it is. And then at some point when you're burnt out, you're all, we're tripping and we're like, why the hell aren't you helping me? Blah, blah, blah. Well, it's yeah. because we never asked for help.
0: Yeah. Yeah. And that, and that definitely, definitely feels like um, my situation. I get, as you said, burnt out. I do. I get burnt out really quick. And I like. I'm like you know what no let me let me try something else let me do something else you know uh because uh, i can't i don't know it is it's hard to let go uh, of certain things especially when you want to get it done you know, like uh, let me let me let me help you out we need to get this done let's, yeah. let's get it done. you know instead of letting somebody else sit there and just fumble around let them learn a little bit you know and like i'm ready to go ahead and just solve the problem yeah but it's that's not all you know it's not always good one, one for both you know You're taking on too much responsibility and then the other person is not doing enough responsibility. And then the same as how you said it, uh, uh, not asking for help right away. And well, and and I guess it depends on the situation because I I will just to, uh, you know, make sure if someone is involved, you know, see if someone knows. And then uh, same as a delegation. That was something I had. That was something I had to learn. Uh, big time especially as uh, when you're at e6 mm. so active duty e6 you know you, you have to get to that point where you learn how to delegate because one they're trying to get you prepped for e7 Seven, yeah. yeah as it was because but, managerial or administrative yeah
1: you have to lead more people
0: yeah yeah so and you can't do all the work yourself and work's going to keep coming in so you have to learn how to like like see who can do this and who who's not but a lot of times an army is like oh, okay i got a body I gotta get this done. Let me, let me give it to this person. Uh, but, uh, one of the things too, is like learning people's skills, right? You learn what skills they have. So if you, if you ask for their help or gave them work, this is, you know, it fits them and they be able to to take care of it quickly.
1: Yeah.
0: No. Yeah. So no, it's, it's, a big, I think life in general, it's, a, it's, it's a learning process. Isn't it? it doesn't matter how old you get. Yeah, you, you, you don't stop learning. Yeah. It, yeah this but yeah, I think
1: like, for me, especially like, or for people that are younger, I think if you identify certain things, so, and the reason why I love the DISC assessment is because it, it does help me identify like why, yeah, yeah. why, why I, I clash with certain people. So like we used to have a person on the program who is very process oriented and some, most of the people on the team would wonder why he was like that. And I was like, man, he's just a high C. Like yeah. meaning that Like, if he doesn't see the process, then it confuses him totally. It could be something simple. It could be, like you know, know, changing IPs. It could be rebooting a box. And I mean, like, very simple. But if he doesn't see the process, and it's not like he's not smart. It's not like he doesn't know what he's doing. It's just that it has to be in a certain stepped order, or he's going to lose his shit. Right. Which is okay. But, like, when you don't understand that, and I don't understand that, or, like, the rest of the um, team doesn't understand it, then there's going to be a conflict. And
0: it's because it's a lack of understanding of each other, not exactly of the problem, but of each other. Yeah, I, I, I'm gonna have to try this assessment so I can actually look at it. Uh, I, but I do believe you what you said. If it if S is for that high supportive, yeah, I uh, want to say for you, you're probably a high
1: S high I type uh-huh. of person because you also like to socialize with people. So yeah, and, and I'm gonna run through it right now. So D is a very dominant people. So those are the yeah who like want stuff done right now and can lead. And I is your uh, interpersonal type of people, yeah. people that like to talk. So like think of Ron. Right, he's very interpersonal. Right, he like yeah. talk, chop it up with people. Right, uh, an S, like I said, is a high supportive. So, like, think of you, me, uh, and like a few other people on the program. And then uh, a C is a very high process oriented. So, think of someone that like loves checklists, uh, needs something to be done in a specific order. Right, yeah. <clears throat> and like uh, some people, so one of the people I listen to is named Dr. Eric Thomas, and the way he kind of re. Focuses it is that like a D is like your pilot, like like a flight pilot. As in, yeah. you don't need to tell the pilot what to do. You don't need to tell the pilot really anything. You never get to really see the pilot. It's a passenger. You never really get to see the pilot, right? Yeah. You know that they're there. You know that they're going to take you from point A to point B, right? You, but you don't have to even like you don't have to say, oh, you, maybe you should go this way, maybe you should go that way, right? They know exactly what they're doing. They don't need any intervention, right? If I'm a high eye, that's the. Um, the, the people that are very interpersonal those are the flight attendants, right You see them all the time they talk to you, they help you, whatever it is right So then, yeah like the, the, that illusion the high s's are the grounds crew right You never really see them right but you know you, you kind of hear them out there you see that the work's getting done and without them a lot of the parts of the airport or, or the plane probably wouldn't function as well right? Yeah. And then C is like your air traffic controllers, meaning that they're making sure that flights are leaving and coming in properly that when a flight is able to land, they do land properly, like nothing's in their way, all that. So they make sure all the checks are good and then okay. people are good to go, right? Okay. So that's the, like the illusion that, that he's kind of made for it. And I like it a lot because like me, especially as an S, and if I think of the ground crew, you really like, you really don't see him. Like you might see him like if you look out your window in the plane and you see him driving around, but like other than that you don't really see them but you know the work's getting yeah. done because your bag made it from a to b or hopefully your bag made it from a to b but <laughs> unfortunately for me my bag always made it from a to b um in a timely manner but uh um, but yeah and, and and like i said it's all about really identifying like who you are and kind of figuring out like you know why am i clashing with this person like is it really because yeah. it's typically never like a personal it's not like you no know, they beat me up when i was a kid and like now i'm jaded about it or something, like, or they cheated me out of money or something like that right yeah it's always like why don't they see the same thing that i see right or what why are they not understanding where i'm coming from and it's because i'm not communicating where i'm not being i am not meeting them in a way that they are understanding okay
0: yeah no that's pretty cool no it's always good to know who you are uh because you you know how to i guess receive criticism because yeah. if you don't know who you are and someone's trying to tell you hey i noticed you do this and you're like, no, I don't. I don't do that, you know. Yeah. But if you can recognize who you are, you can receive the criticism that can actually help you improve. Because it's hard to see ourselves. We, I mean, we can look in the mirror, but we still can't see ourselves, right? No, I mean that's that's really how it is. It's like I don't know. I guess uh, as growing up too, it's the same thing. I I, I used to honestly, I, I'm probably a little stubborn now, but I think I was really stubborn back then because it's like I, I didn't really understand what people were saying. Yeah, and and so. I, I guess that's all part of growing up. You look, you start to look in a little bit, so you can accept the outside. And mm-hmm. yeah, so I don't know. That's yeah, man. That's not that's, that's good stuff, right? To understand that. Yes, checklists are good because that that gives you that accuracy, right? Yeah. You know that you hit it right, it, and also checklist keeps down compla- uh, complacency. But then I guess it could create it at the same time, so it yeah. keeps it down because if someone's like, "Hey, make sure you hit these things right here, and make sure you go by." You know, go. You know, like look at it to the T, right? Yeah. Like make sure everything, every little piece is there. And then, if you start to get to that point where you just, at that point, you see it all the time, you memorize it. Uh, complacency could creep in, yeah. right? But if you if you treat it that way with the checklist, and then you you know, all right, th- things are getting done because they know how to follow direction, just like that. Yeah. And you'll see, like a lot of, in the military, right? A lot of people
1: were probably seized in the military yeah. because the military is all about processes. Mm-hmm. Right, As in, like, even from boot camp, like, from the jump, like, you have to wear your clothes a certain way, you have to tie your shoes a certain way, like, your laces have to be specific, your hair, everything has to be in a specific uniformity, right? Yeah. And that's what, like, a, a C is, they're very uniform, they do that, so, like, I want to say, like, especially if you're young and you join the military, you'll probably grow up, and depending yeah. on how long you stay in, in active duty, you'll probably become that C just naturally right? Um, as you're kind of like in that, that cultural environment. The only bad thing about a C is that they're not very adaptive, right? Which I I think the military also will teach you at some point. And then I guess like depending on how you grow, but to be adaptive means that there may not be a checklist in front of you. There may not be a policy there. There may not be a procedure that's going to help you. So you need to be able to, you know, learn how to turn on a dime with Barry Sanders and, adjust to that situation that's in front of you to make sure that yeah. you know, whatever it is, like if it's an IT problem, like a bunch of computers just like, you know, blew up or whatever, or they you can't reach them. Yeah. Whatever it is. You no, know, there's no procedure on, you know, when something just just goes away. So yeah. um but uh, but uh, what a procedure is good for is that you know when you're passing down information and knowledge, like like you said, like that that delegation portion where we don't trust that they have the correct process. But we're not also we're also not communicating our process, right? Yeah, and and even if we are, we're probably not doing it effectively. So a good way to do it is create a procedure for it, or create a video for it, or whatever it
0: is. Yeah. Now that uh, yeah because yeah especially uh, the the program that that we're on yeah things can happen like just just out of the blue like you gotta you gotta make sure that you are able to meet the customer's need or the user need whatever right and. Uh, be able to fix your problems at the same time so uh, one day everything is smooth another day everything's on fire they like you got to be able to go like <laughs> there's no there's no uh there's no like hey here's the manual just in case things yeah. go on fire you, all you have is like um well, we don't have oh, to yeah 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 yeah, yeah, well, yeah. <laughs> Now you all you get is references, right? So, like, you, we have, like, you know, like, it'll be a field guide or be, like, some some documents that talk about the system or whatever it is, right? But you don't have, just in case this happens, you need yeah. to do this. It's not always like that. It's only that for some things. Yeah. So, that's, yeah. But that whole thing about uh, uh adapting and uh, following direction. So, yeah, that's. That was one of the things I had to shape uh, as I was coming off of active duty. I had to shape because it—that is part of it being uniform, but then being adaptive at the same time. It—it—it. It, it, but they the clash. the stank. Yeah, they clash because the uniform stays because if you want to survive, like, and make sure you're hitting on your marks in the uh, in the in the military is being uniform. Mm-hmm. Don't it don't rock the boat too much. Just kind of follow that line be as they always say they like they tell us this army's easy all oh, you got to be in the right place at the right time in the right uniform there you go you, that's <laughs> true yeah and that was that was you know kind of like they they take that everywhere right so it's like you know the the main things to do and then yeah. everything else is like it comes along so like you only adapt because you have to go somewhere different and that's one of the things too i think that's that causes a lot of friction when you move it, especially like i was telling you when you go from a, a high pace unit to a slower unit now you got this friction because i gotta adjust to these people the other thing that, that kind of creeps in the way is like i gotta prove myself all over again you know like yeah. so you think you gotta still prove yourself at that high point when really they're just like no do you do your job yeah are you good you know yeah. so, good. <laughs> it just depends on the situation no no i definitely
1: agree with that and the thing is like uh and maybe the navy might be slightly different especially like for when you're on ships and stuff because just like our program anything could happen right on a ship yeah like and and on a ship like i said i've never been on a ship but from like a lot of my uh buddies like sea stories and stuff is that while you are your specific job right you could be in it you could be cyber you could be you know fire control whatever it is you're gonna have to do more than just that on a ship right yeah. and sometimes you know maybe that that person they just do their job right but Honesty and in the navy in general, you're gonna more is expected of you to do, right? Than yeah. just your single job, which is good and bad. But I think that's where at least uh, at least a lot of my buddies they're very adaptive versus very instead of being very process oriented. Uh, that where or that like kind of will shine out. Yeah. 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 Man.
0: Okay. All right. We're, we're never gonna get to the topic. You know what? This is the topic. Yeah. Yeah. This is. <laughs> Yeah. I, yeah. There's no, I, I think this is uh, a good conversation because like it, it, it meets different things and, and yeah, everyone out there, you can see the things that we deal with in our life. We're, we're like, we're normal people, like yeah. normal people with normal needs that, that trying to figure out life as, yeah. as everyone else is. Because so, like, an, another
1: um, illusion that was kind of put for like the disc assessment, especially for communication is that when you're a high S uh, and I, I've definitely noticed that with me and like some of my other managers or old managers is that when I'm communicating with them, I don't provide them exactly what they need. Right. Yeah. I if say if a leader or if your manager is like a high D or a high I or high C and you're a high yeah. S, then you're going to give them stuff that doesn't matter. So like with a high C, another thing is like metric, right? Yeah. Like how many people did you cope, right? Instead of like a high S is like, I'm just helping people to make, yeah. stuff, to get stuff done. And then a high I is like, well, how many of those people do you remember? How many of those people, you know, made a connection with you? How many of them remember your name? Right. Yeah. And then like a high D is like, well, did the work, at the end of the day, did the work get done? Yeah. Right. And and that's about it. Um. <clears throat> but in the way the illusion goes is that you have a, you have a key for your house and you have a key for your car or you yep. have a key for your mailbox. But mm. if you go up to your house with the key for your car, is your door going to open? Right. Mm. That would have okay. to say not. Yeah. Right. No. And. And that's the thing is that sometimes when we approach certain conversations or in, in certain communication channels, is that we're coming in trying to get into the house and we're using our car door or our car key, right? Yeah. And it's just that being able to identify that when you are communicating, that you're communicating in the proper channel or proper way, right? So that if I want to open my door, I want to use my door key. How do I how do I use my door key, right? And yeah, in the communication sense. So if I'm going up to someone like. <clears throat> like uh, like a, a person that I know is a high I, right? Like if I'm talking to Ron, like, like you want to bring up certain things that like you want to have a story in it, right? You have a, it, everything into it. um, Yeah. Or like if you uh, talk to someone that's like, like I said, very metric focused and you're a high S and you didn't really, you know, focus on like how many people you're helping, maybe it helps just to like start writing down names or the amount of things because you'll find it, especially in high S's, it's hard to maybe for them to promote because they're not capturing all the metrics of, you know, this is the amount of people I helped or these are the amount of systems I fixed or, yeah, know, uh, these are the amount of tasks that were completed and, you know, ended up for uh, benefiting the command for this amount of time, whatever it is. Right? Yeah. And so, like, and that's, like, one of the key things I take away is that when I'm trying to communicate, at least in my professional life, and I should probably do this more in my personal life, but when I try to communicate is that I'm communicating properly in the correct format that they want.
0: Yeah. No. so tallying keeping up a tally that's one reason why um, i can be terrible at writing my own evaluation yes. i can write somebody else's evaluation yes. i can't write my own it's because i don't keep up with with the things i do because I, I just feel like well if it's work it needs to get done and i'm knocking it out that's all i know exactly so. yeah so like even like we do our retrospectives right yeah. so you do um uh we use agile uh for our Project for management. our work yeah job manager for our work and uh so when you do we're supposed to talk about like the things that you executed that was part of that sprint and sometimes unless i'm going off of what's up there on the board uh it's hard for me to remember exactly what did i do because all i did was just work i yeah. uh, i'm there for whatever i need to be there for and then if things come up i'm knocking them out and i move on uh and i remember um in the past i had leadership tell me hey make sure you write down everything you're doing yeah uh, because obviously they can tell I'm busy, yeah. right? But then i never keep up with what I was doing. Yeah. So, <laughs> so yeah, that's uh, one of the things still learned throughout my life.
1: Yeah. <laughs> and, and that's the thing, like, it, and that's why I like kind of talking about it, is, especially if, you know, anyone's like in the young years, I mean, it helps everyone. But if you can figure this out when you're younger, it definitely, in my opinion, makes life and at least your professional life a lot easier Because you're, you're not like, they're just like contemplating, like, why doesn't this person understand why I'm saying, or why do these people, why do all these people say the same thing? Like, I need to write these down. Like I've gone through three or four jobs where everyone keeps saying this, like, why is that? And I still don't do it because I don't understand why, why they need it. Right. Why, Why is it important? Like how many people I helped? Like, who cares? Like I did the job. Right. Or I'm like, I'm keeping myself busy. Like I'm actually working. Like when I'm saying I'm here for eight hours, I'm actually here for eight hours yeah and then you'll see the opposite where people they they just care about metrics and they don't care like what actually happened between yeah and you you'll definitely see that in our program as well but um but and and like and man when i started like learning about it i was like holy crap like one i hate almost every other personality except for mine because i think mine's the best and and the reason why i think mine is the best is because like it feeds my purpose right? Helping people feeds my purpose. So like when I see other people not helping others and like just helping themselves to me, I'm like, that just seems wrong. Right. And and like I said, it's probably because it clashes with my personality, but I was like, why, why is this person like in this position? And it doesn't seem like they've helped anyone else but themselves. Yeah. Yeah. That's it. Yeah. 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 I hate that. Yeah. (laughs) And like, of course you'll see it in the military too, but I'm like, why, why is this a thing? Like, and it makes me a little jaded, we a little upset, but then, you know, you kind of, like I said, as you understand yourself and you understand others, it, it makes things yeah. clear. It's, it still pisses me off, but having that understanding, it, it, it doesn't make me confused. Like I get yeah. it. Like I understand why they're in this position because they are grabbing the metrics and I'm sure the person that was above them loved metrics.
0: So that's why they got, um, uh, mm-hmm. where they are. Yep. Yeah. Well, I guess since uh, we'll have to title this one since yeah. we've, we've been talking this whole time. But at least we can go into our article, right? Yeah. Right. So, yeah, yeah we, we did pick out an article for this week. And this one's on technology, AI. Obviously, everyone's talking about AI. Uh, and this one here uh, is from Fox Business News here. Um, this one's uh, AI automation more likely to negatively affect women workers than men. And this, and they put study also. So, uh same, same. Yeah, I mean, yeah, maybe. And in the the forecast uh, that they were trying to say was, uh, study forecast, 12 million occupational transitions may be necessary by 2030. Uh, okay. Uh, and it's also, uh, just so we, we give credit to the person who, who wrote the article, is uh, Julia Musto. That's, uh, yeah. Yep. Yep. So, you know, just to talk about that a little bit. At uh, first, when you, you see the article, you know, I guess that's why they try to write it like that. It seems like, okay, well, they're trying to say something against women but in the, in in the end as you read through the article it's actually talking about more than just women it's actually talking about like more of the the lower uh income or i guess the uh, blue collar work in yeah. a sense right yeah so in the end it end up t- it's talking more about that cuz uh over time you would have to transition uh get the education uh necessary to be able to be in the field yeah. to whatever technology is replacing that lower style job, you yeah. know? Yeah. So in here, uh, it has, yeah, obviously they write in here a lot about the 2030, but then I, I'll just read it one piece of the forecast that additional 12 million occupational transitions may be needed by 2030 as activities that account for as many as 30% of hours currently worked across the U.S. economy could be automated. I mean, yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. So, we, you know, I mean, as now we, we, we do automate tasks. Yeah, I mean, now we're trying to get uh, more than just our software to automate tasks. We're trying to get uh, actual, uh, in a sense, it will be a robot, right? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I mean, there's, there's a good and bad to it, right? Some of those lower jobs are have a lot of safety risk, which actually yeah. could, yes, would, would actually could help with that. Yeah. So if you train the person that's being replaced how to use the technology instead of, uh, you know, saying just completely replacing them, because they're going to need someone to make sure that it's, it's getting done still. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And thing with like other technology, and we were talking about it earlier
1: before the podcast, but you no know, assembly lines went through the very similar thing where a lot of manual labor and that stuff is also very dangerous, like working with different tools, especially like powering power tools. Like it, it can be very dangerous, but it did put a lot of people that were in that specific field out of work. But on the other hand, I think it also created opportunities for people to of course learn, grow and get a different type of job but still contributing to that line of work. So if you're if you were worked on an assembly line and something took over that position, like Craig said, you could learn about whatever it is that took it and you could maintain it, you could engineer it, you could make it better, whatever it is. And I think that's what a lot of people are are kind of missing from this is that yes, it's going to quote unquote, take away jobs, but it could also, uh, include more jobs or, or expand other job
0: opportunities. Yeah. So, and, and as we go down the article more, uh, more, uh, it, you know, as it says, you know, it just used women as an example. Women are, for example, example, sorry, heavily represented in the office support and customer service fields. The, the study says could shrink by about 3.7 million and 2 million jobs uh respectively uh uh i said it correctly respect yeah yeah. respectively yeah by 2030 yeah Yeah. so they're saying like uh so
1: for office support jobs it'll probably reduce by 3.7 million and customer service
0: says it'll reduce by 2 million yeah yeah and then yeah it has another piece here and i guess this one is talking about like shrinking occupations Mm. uh and this one here is notably black and hispanic workers are highly concentrated in some shrinking occupations within customer service food services and production work mm-hmm. you know kind of kind of like what you were saying too about assembly assembly line work too yeah, yeah. so uh i mean it's it's, it's a good article uh, like i said i guess it, they do that catcher where they just they pick one they oh, pick you know i mean? it, yeah, yeah yeah when you say women women only but in reality it, it's more to it than that that's yeah. <laughs> But I guess that's all about being a good writer. Like you, you, you like know, how get, yeah, don't know how to catch. Yeah, I know how to catch your attention. So like, you make you want to look at it. But uh, yeah, so I mean, with AI technology, I mean it's gonna happen. I mean, it's happened over time. Things have already been automated. So like, people have already lost their jobs because of the automation. Because they realize um, people, you, you, some work causes injury or harm to life, or people just get worn down. It, it can be anything. And then when you have where people are asking for higher wage and it's all, it's going to happen regardless because if we got inflation, that's crazy where our normal expenses are crazy. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. You, you know, we're, you, you're, you're going to have to pay people to survive and you know, so. Yeah. Well, and like, like we were talking about earlier, really even like CPAs, right. Oh, there was a way to do it
1: just by hand. And yeah, you know, it took X amount of time and then there became more software and stuff, e filing, whatever it is. So, like I said earlier it, it's it's been around like this type of thing has been around and maybe I I would have to look at the statistics of uh comparison of just general technology versus AI technology on how well it expands or uh, propels uh where labor is is taking over but like I said uh, to me it provides a lot more opportunities as well as uh taking away opportunities but I think that's you know part of the evolution of life
0: yeah yeah so yeah uh, I mean uh, I mean it's gonna happen regardless. And as we, uh, I think we were looking at a video earlier where they were requesting for a pause, uh, a yeah. pause in, in, in techni- and yeah, development of AI. Yeah. because <laughs> uh, Yeah. They, they, I get, they want to try to catch up that society catch up or, or I have to relook at the video. Exactly. What, what was the, the idea behind the pause? Exactly. Uh, but I, hey, I mean, things are going to develop quickly anyway, and that's how, that's just how technology is. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So yeah, there we go. All right. You want to do the closeout or me? Yeah. All, right, all right. I want to thank everyone for listening. This is
1: Jane Craig signing out from Shooting Life Podcast. Please like and subscribe and share it out to anyone that you can benefit from it. And we'll see you next week. All right. We'll see you
0: next week.